This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Five, four, three, two, one. But who's counting, right? His name is Major. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Major Garrett. From the nation's capital. Major, fantastic. It's the takeout. This is a major achievement. With CBS News Chief Washington Correspondent. Major Garrett. Yes, CBS. Yes, hi. Major Garrett. Major, that's nonsense. And you should know better. Is Major out of the doghouse? <laughs> the answer is yes. Welcome to the very best part of my broadcast week. This is the takeout, a very special Christmas with Caliendo edition. Welcome to the Major Garrett Dining Room, downtown Washington, D.C. Who is Caliendo? Oh, come on. You know who he is. Frank Caliendo, he's joining us for, yes, some of you are hearing this on Christmas Eve, some are hearing it on Christmas Day, some the day after Christmas, the Brits call that Boxing Day, just for your information. Frank Caliendo, great to have you with us, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Why do they call it Boxing Day? Is that you usually have information on those things? (laughs) Because you go to the store to exchange your gifts, usually in boxes. Oh, so it's better than saying returning day. It's not call it. We shan't. We shan't call it returning day. We'll call it Boxing Day, and then some Boxing people, Day. Yes, Boxing Day. Yes, exactly. Of course. Of course. Yes. Of course. Of course. Yes, and you carry your boxes beneath your arms as you stand in queue. Thank you. To deliver them. Oh yes, it sounds yes. lovely. So, lovely. Yes, lovely. Love. Frank, how are you? I'm doing uh pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just listen. Me and the uh, the rest of the kids. It's a big question these days. Well, still, right? The thing. It's still a really big question. My friends and I are getting in the mystery machine, and we're going to find out who Omicron actually is. Zoinks! Like, hey, Scooby Doo! Like, who is it? Rut row! Like, it's old man Carruthers. <laughs> Always old man Carruthers. Yeah. And you she pops out. He's like, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. You and yours are healthy. Doing okay. Doing all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm boosted. Good. Good. I'm boosted. Don't worry. So um, right. I only catch one of three things. Who knows? <laughs> so, do you uh, contemplate being on the road soon? Uh, I've been on the road some. I kind of pick and choose my spots. But every right. time I seem to pick a, 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 a couple of dates to go on the road, they announce a new variant. So I feel like <laughs> I might be the... Are you being stalked by the variants? I don't know. Frank I Kelly might be Andrew? creating them. That's what I feel. I, I might be uh, in, in with a, 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 being careful about spoilers here but for Spider-Man No Way Home, but I might be creating this hole in the multiverse so understood understood i think they can follow along playing the home game um what is the conversation in the comedy world about 
look, we're in the midst of something that feels a little heavy right now this Christmas week. We're recording it a couple of days before Christmas for obvious reasons. Um, is there a sense that 2022, the early parts of it, maybe less expansive, less fewer dates, less on the road, less presence in, with crowds? Things are changing on Broadway, the Rockettes, all that sort of stuff. What's the conversation like right now? Uh, well, I'd have to talk to other comedians to know that. Okay, for, well, that would um, be first. Yeah. Right. Uh, do you talk to other? Do you talk to other? I guess you probably do talk to other reporters. If you, I as do. As long as you scoop them, <laughs> as long as you scoop them, you're good. Um, <laughs> listen, I, uh, I don't know. Everybody I talk to, I think there's, you know, people in. For the most part, maybe not comics, entertainment world, just the yeah, whole. Yeah, but I think people are exhausted. Yeah, people are exhausted, but still cautious, right? So nobody knows what to do. So as soon as people start to think, they realize they don't know what's going to happen, and they stop thinking about it. It's kind of the mind explode situation, the the, right. the brain blow up. It's if you think too much about it, I think you just try and go on as much as you can as normal. And then adjust as everything changes, which is constant. So, um, as it yeah. was before. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> what are your holiday plans? What What's the Caliendo Christmas approach? Uh, well, we uh, we did have some family coming in uh, to Arizona. They decided not to, not because of uh, Macron. I think it was just uh, other stuff going on. Um, Hanging out with you. Yeah, that's the problem. They didn't want to. My no, my uh, my wife's mom is here um, in Phoenix, and my kids are here because um, we can't get rid of them yet. Uh, they're they're uh, fifteen Love and seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're the best. Um, I'm mad at my son right now. He walks in the, to uh, the bedroom this morning, and uh, I'm just I'm half waking up. It's you know it's seven o'clock in the morning. He goes, the dogs got into my stuff. I'm like, well, deal with it. Figure it out. <laughs> I, what am I supposed to do? Your mom already is the one who asked me, can you fix this for me? No, I'm in California right now working. Um, so uh, it's uh, everybody's fine. It's the typical teenager things driving uh, parents crazy. Um, and then they'll you know, start to like me again, hopefully when uh, they're out of college. By the time they're 40. Exactly. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, that's basically the timeline you have to deal with. Um, do you treat your family as comedic material? I've started to do more, but I'm very cautious with it because my kids are, I worry about saying too much about them and destroying yeah. their lives. I don't know. I'm not the type of person who will use everything that I can in life to get a laugh. I'm starting to have less of an issue of making fun of my wife. Um, <laughs> I did keep a lot of that stuff private, but it, mm -hmm. now it, you know, there is comedic um, material there, but with my kids, I feel like it's different, especially in this world they're growing up in the mm -hmm. social media world and the bullying yeah. and, uh, you know, there's just so much more visibility than there was when you and I were young. Of course, yeah. I was young much longer ago than you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And, um, but if I, you know, if I talk about my kids, you know, like, uh, you know, if I if I were to talk about like my son or daughter wetting the bed when they're a child, well, that's that could be really rough uh, yes. for them going to high school. So I, I don't know, but I see comedians do it all the time, mm -hmm, and I just mm -hmm. go, ah, I mean, it's great stuff, but it's for me, I just can't do it. I just can't. I, now there are some things that I think are, you know, video jokes about my kids playing video games and texting me from uh, across the table, not even another mm -hmm. room. 
we can talk. You know, some comedians will talk about texting from room to room. I'm like, we are sitting next to each other. Each other, yeah. Let's use let's use what we were given. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, a little bit, so, but so I'm, I, I'm very I, cautious Frank, about it. Asking on behalf of the audience, the audience, by the way, Terrestrial Radio, Satellite Radio, Paramount Plus, CBSN, podcast you know what i've forgotten i've forgotten you're so advanced now in the podcast so advanced so advanced the media industry oh so advanced asking on behalf of listen i remember i remember dealing with you major and it was a major problem you ask you think you're asking tough questions very tough questions quite frankly asking on behalf of the audience how does humor about your spouse go over i've already talked to the audience i've already talked to the audience and they don't care um how you know? I don't know. Uh, my wife has sat there in an audience of, in Cleveland and said, "I, you know, that's that stuff's never happened while it's actually going on." Like we have things, for example, my living room um, is which you open the front door and it opens to the living room, and I call mm-hmm. that the Amazon self fulfillment center uh, because <laughs> that's where boxes are piled up daily that my wife has ordered. Uh, not even there's mm-hmm. nothing in the boxes. There's just she's making sure. That they can still deliver. That's what it That's is. That's right. And you have a ready supply of boxes. They're trying to unionize. My kids are trying to unionize because they have to move the boxes. Uh, people are peeing in bottles. It's very difficult. Uh, meanwhile, I'm trying hey, to Howard Hughesian. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking to maybe I'll fly to the to Mars. I almost said the Mars, uh, which is a great candy bar, not unlike the Milky Way, Great Galaxy. Um, so uh, so yeah, there are little bits of things, but I'm I'm not, you know I. My wife, the, my wife is the type of person she doesn't want me to do a sitcom because she doesn't want me to kiss um, a, 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 a um, TV wife. I see. That's how. That's what. She, okay. She's, I was like, well, then you, then you become the TV wife. She's like, I don't no, do exactly. That. No, no. I'm, I'm the I'm the actual wife. That's right. Right. <laughs> so we're gonna head to break here, Frank. And when we come back, I want to have you give our audience, at least those who are watching on Paramount Plus and CBSN, a tour of the Zoom Triangle which I believe is where we find you um, because it doesn't look like a room actually behind you so much as it oh. looks like a mini vortex behind you. So oh, right. we're going to find out about the zoom triangle, the vortex within which Frank Caliendo is coming to us Christmas with Caliendo here on the takeout segment two moments away. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome back to this special Christmas with Caliendo edition of The Takeout. I'm Major Garrett. Frank Caliendo is our special guest. Frank is a friend of the show. He is a world-class comedian, uh, impressionist, not impersonator, I believe is the proper terminology, Frank. Yeah, well, that's what tell I, me about the zoom, the zoom vortex behind you. Uh, well, this is where um, uh, metaverses collide. Uh, 
<laughs> so this is a podcast studio is actually what it is. And the shelves have right. a bunch of toys. And one of the things. Uh, Action figures. Uh, no, they're actually. Uh, no. People, I was telling your um, compadre that these are actual uh, people I've shrunk down and just placed into this. <laughs> um <laughs> Rick Moranis style. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We got to have a shower. All right. What's going on here? Like, Honey, I shrunk the friends. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of things I have them sitting all around. Like if I got to do a Jeff Goldblum impression, I just uh, grab a Jeff Goldblum figure in it. Uh, very easy. Hello. Ooh, very good. Or, you know, Morgan Freeman is Vitruvius in the Lego movie. Ah, yes. Here we go. And this is for everybody on Paramount Plus right now. Um, so, uh, yeah. So there's just lots of little things behind me that are, Parts of either my childhood or stuff with my kids uh, now, um, that type of stuff. I've always loved these superheroes. Back to the, when I was a kid watching the Super Friends and the announcer, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, which the original voice yes. of that was Ted Knight. Um, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> oh, oh. That's how you should start doing your um, all your work, Major, is Ted yes, Knight's really? Mm -hmm. Ted. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> Huh? Mayor, thanks, Mayor. <laughs> thanks, Lou. Oh, uh, Georgette. Georgette. <laughs> so, is the uh, Zoom vortex attached to your property, or is it in a truck in the driveway? Ah, uh, this is it, it's it's hard to explain, um, but it's it's actually detached, but it's its own entity. It's uh, it's uh, it's not a truck. It's a house. It's not a truck. No, it's not a truck. <laughs> It's not. It's not one of those things you see on the on the interstate that says "wide load" uh, behind it. <laughs> no, that's that's just me. <laughs> okay. No, this is. I, I okay. So here's the thing. I own the house behind me. So yes. the house behind me is actually like a um, a guest house, so to speak. And we have lots of friends and stuff that come through town and they stay here. Wow. Yeah. You're getting all HGTV on me here, Frank. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're... flip and flop and uh, re re renovation talk, all that stuff. Yeah, the uh, the the property brothers will be here any minute, and I'm gonna try and figure out which one's which. <laughs> One of the great mysteries of our universe, mm -hmm. which is which yeah. of the property brothers. So, what is uh, funny to you right now, Frank? Is it sports? Is it politics? Has politics and the humor attached to it changed in the? semi-post-Trump era? You know, I, I don't know. I, for me, I, I, you know, my, polit my political stuff, and I've always, I, I think I'm fairly middle of the road um, as far as politics, my own personal politics, and with the understanding that not everybody thinks the same way I do, so I have to acquiesce in many situations, which I think is what where most people get lost. They're like, this is the way it has to be, and then we have algorithms always telling us that everybody thinks the same way we do or we're enemies. So for me, it's like, it's the opposite. So I've always, uh, uh, Al Gore's cousin, I missed it. Oh, uh, uh, now I get it. I understand now. It took me a second, but now we've got it. Um, I created the internet. So um, so for me, my pol political stuff has never been actually political. So my political stuff is finding what's silly about the person. Um, and even if, if, even if I don't like the politician in some way, shape, or form, I find something that I might like about them, and that's what I blow up. So it's so people that will come to me in a show, that they'll say the same thing. I remember this the first time I was in Austin, Texas, doing a George W. Bush impression, uh, impressification, if you will. 
And I was doing that and the same show, somebody came out to me and said, you must really dislike him the way you do that. And another person was like, you must love him because you put so much love into that impression. I was like, exactly the way I want it. Everybody gets what they, they make their own choice about it. Right. So in post-Trump, I think it's, I think things are a little, when I was at Mad TV, let me do a backstory. When I was at Mad TV, we always made fun of everybody. We never made fun of ourselves, right? We ripped everybody and it was, mm -hmm. there was no self-deprecation. And thus people would come back at us that same way. So on the internet, people would rip the show because that's what we did to people. Well, I think that's how Trump worked. Trump was like, Trump, Trump would have always, Donald Trump would always say, you know, you tweet, he would talk in tweets, very sad, very sad, bad, bad, sad, rhyming. You know, he, it would just come at you with that kind of stuff. So people naturally would go back and forth and it was a game like that. Biden is uh, Grandpa Joe, right? So like him, dislike him, doesn't matter. I mean, the funny stuff I see about him is Donald Trump had the, uh, and everybody knows it. That's how we get people on board, right? And say, and everybody knows, nobody, nobody's heard that. You just said it the first time. Um, uh, Joe Biden will do the whisper follow-up and it's a this or that situation. So he'll be talking about the vaccine, be like, it's not politics, it's science. It's science, it's science. It's not, it's not heat, it's the humidity. It's the humidity. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. By the way, DiGiorno, the number one home pizza. I'm not sure if they sponsor you yet, but they're going to do a great job. No, so it's finding the silly stuff. I mean, people, right. but then what happens? And, and the truth is, and the truth is you cater to a varied audience, yeah, right? I, I mean, I most of your gigs and the things you do have people uh, from all across Right, but that's not the way the world works anymore, Major. The, the, right. The world no. Trump, tell me, tell me all about it, it. Yeah. What happens is, especially with uh, what you can do is narrow cast. So I went to school for broadcast mm -hmm. journalism, as right. uh, I believe you did. Just you went to a, mm -hmm. a much better school. Um, I and were much smarter than me from just by your vocabulary and your ability to retain um, memories. Um, I, I remember them talking about broadcasting out to wide ranges of people. And then there was the word narrow casting, which was at that time, this is 1992 to 96 uh, right. at the University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee, not known for a broadcast school, but that's what I did because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I liked TV and that type of stuff. So um, they taught us about how you had to really broadcast out, but it was narrowing down. And now with podcasts, not, you know, at that time it was just cable even on the verge of satellite television and stuff like that. Yep. Now it's, I can find my audience and talk directly to them all the time. And uh, there's confirmation bias and all types of stuff that you can just talk to that group. I mean, the people who are doing the best right now in terms of going out into and doing live shows and stuff like that are podcasters who take big risks, who, are, who talk about, um, you know, the, uh, uh, the, the controversies um, and take big stands and stuff like that. And then people who love them and, it, you know, it's the Howard Stern thing. Sometimes people who hate them listen even more than also, the ones that yep, li love them. Yep. I, that's just not where I come from. I, you know, so it's a weird time for me because I like to make people happy. I don't like to make people and I sometimes I like to make people think, but I like to make people I don't like to make people argue. That's what I don't like to be. And a lot of people like to make people argue. I'll put out these, um, you know, I did a how to do Donald Trump, how to do a Joe Biden impression. And it was kind of these same types of things that I just talked about there. But people in the comments just argue with each other. 
And the problem with that is, and they argue about it's an argumentative time we live in. We live in an argumentative time. And here's the here's the problem. And this is the first time I saw myself get pulled into it. And actually, I kind of watched it as an experiment and I felt kind of gross about it. But it's what it is. I watched the comments in like on a TikTok um, because I'm that hip and young on a TikTok. Of course, what makes a TikTok go bigger or TikTok for the people who don't know, it's you know, it's a virus. It's a video. Um, short form vertical video um, that you mostly not using brain power for. Um, but what happens is people have arguments in the content uh, in the, in the uh, comment section, which makes the video go out to more people and expand because it's getting interactions. So the engagement in it. So you, so once people start fighting in the comments, going back and forth, it makes it bigger. So that's right. a that's a thing we're fighting in society. Arg- argumentation is a way to get it become viral. Yes. Yeah. And it's in the algorithm for how that works. It actually creates and you let it happen. And that's the same way ratings work, right? People fight and you know get talked about, but it, you can actually see it happening in these uh, videos because you see how it starts to spread and more people are seeing it and then get into the conversation. The the thing I am happy about is a lot of people go, stop it. This isn't about politics. This is just about being funny. This is about being funny and more about being funny with our guest, Frank Caliendo. Christmas with Caliendo here on The Takeout, our Major Garrett segment three coming right at you. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome back to The Takeout, coming to you from the Major Garrett Dining Room, downtown Washington, D.C. Yes, we're back in the house for a couple of weeks. Get back on the road, get back into restaurants when we can. Christmas with Caliendo, Frank Caliendo, a friend of the show, friend of mine. I'm honored to be able to say that. Uh, Frank, we talked about this earlier, but I want to make sure because it's important in your livelihood do you have any upcoming dates? If so, where and when? Uh, I just have one. It's New Year's Eve. It's uh, in Northern California, or Oroville, California, Gold Country Casino. Uh, and uh, frankunstage.com is where you get tickets. It's right outside. It's an hour, hour and a half outside of Sacramento. So, it, uh, you know, it pulls from like that Bay Area and stuff like that. So Frank- frankonstage.com, yeah. correct? Yep. And you- that for that date and all future dates, correct? Yeah, when they- when I start putting more back on. <laughs> start putting more back on. Tell my audience about the Caliendo cast. Well, you know, we've actually taken a break from it for a while. Um, I understand that. I have, I have a difficulty doing, <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, <laughs> like I said, I have, I struggle with opinions and being opinionated and that, you know, I have plenty of opinions, but I'm, I'm kind of old school with that where I'm like, I kind of like to observe and yep. be fairly neutral. Uh, which is why I thought I would be pretty good in the news world. Um, and then I realized there's a business to it. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I just, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's talking about things all the time. I mean, you have something where you, t- even if you take a little break and go outside the news a little bit, at least people know where you're coming from in that. Um, and, and that you are taking a break, like with the takeout or, you know, doing something a little bit different than normal for me. Like I said, the only way to, to drive a podcast for a comedian is to have big opinions and stuff like that. And I just, yes, I'm just tired of it. I start to do it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. But then I go, man, I, I just don't, I just can't believe people want to hear me rant and complain so much. So, right, right. And 
Uh, I listened to a lot of episodes. I was happy to be on one of your episodes. It's like a conversation with you and your crew when you were doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's uh, every time people – I get bugged to come back and do it a bunch more, but I was like, ah, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's having fun. It's going back and forth with voices. John Holmberg, who's on it with me, who's a genius. He's a right. huge uh, radio guy here in Phoenix, um, a producer, uh, Rich Page. And, uh, you know, we have guests and stuff like that, but it's – you're, you're one of Folks, I'm going to give you an moment. early Christmas present. Uh, uh, listen to the Caliendo cast with Bill Walton. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Try to. Try to. How great is this? Enjoying the world. It's not a pterodactyl or a dragon. I'm not even sure. Oh, my goodness. We, you, we said hello, and then for 45 minutes, he just yeah. he, he went into a, the multiverse. Uh, it yes. crazy. Yes. It doesn't take much to get that engine down the tracks. No. No, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's uh it's 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 a perpetual motion machine is what it is. No doubt. So you've got to be psyched and totally stoked about this John Madden documentary. Yeah, you know what? Everybody's been asking me about that. I, I they asked me if I'm involved and I said as far as I know I'm not. In fact, I pro I believe I shouldn't say believe. I'm guessing Madden probably said, you know, I'll do the documentary, but Frank Caliendo can't be a part of it. Um I, yeah, I, I think he likes me a little bit more, but it's so interesting to hear him because he's probably 80 something years old now. And he's got that, you know, that, that older, the older kind of thing. And they, you know, where he's starting to, to get the, you know, it's not that, it's not that vibrant John Madden that we all remember. It's the one on an electric scooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. B- boom is sort of like, boom. yeah, right. It's more like, eh, you know. Did it, strike you early on in your impressions of him that he did not exactly receive it as a compliment? Uh, Well, I knew it didn't work at the beginning for him because Jimmy Kimmel was at Fox, the NFL on Fox at the time. And he brought me on and this is, see, again, this is comedy and this is what we, you know, a lot of times do in comedy. And it's the thing. It's why I have this uh, internal fight all the time. Um, but he took a pair of hedge clippers to the eyebrows I had on his Madden, you know, so it was a big make fun of John Madden thing. And it was, you know, pretty harsh in a way. So, you know, I was associated with that with John Madden right away, as opposed to me just doing a goofy impression and circling things. Um, and, you know, Jimmy always more edgy and always more uh, poking, uh, you know, poking at the beast kind of a person. Uh, me being more jovial um, and cherubic. So, um so, yeah, so that I knew he didn't like it. You know, one time we had him, we we're barbecuing at Jimmy Kimmel's house and I open, he opens up the grill and I'm uh, grilling a person, <laughs> you know, he's like, what, I'm a cannibal now? I'm a cannibal? Like, it's a joke. No, you're not, not a cannibal. <laughs> no, and, and within sports broadcasting, John Madden is an icon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it's, you hear Joe Buck in the promos talking about it, you hear his voice and you know that you wanted to watch TV because it, it was, he changed the way people did color analysis. And f- let's not forget. He was a hell of a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Great coach. Uh, you know, won a Super Bowl. I think at the time, probably the youngest uh, coach to win a Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, he's one of those guys that's so famous, you know, it, you know the video game has his name on it. They bought him out years ago. They wanted to change the name. My understanding was they want to change it to EA Sports Football, but they couldn't because people just call it Madden. 
and he's not even involved with the game anymore. It's like it's Madden football. Want to go play Madden? And kids, young kids, they don't even know who John Madden is. They just call it Madden football. Like you know, it's like the Encyclopedia Britannica to us. We didn't know what Britannica right. was. Have you ever tried? And I really don't know the answer to this. And I'm not trying to set you up, but I'm just curious. Have you ever tried to do a bit where it's John Madden doing something in another? space meaning he's not calling a football game like john madden teaching arithmetic or oh, yeah, yeah that was john my whole, madden do- that was my whole basis of my a lot of my stand-up act at the time you know 10 15 years ago it was fish out of water stuff it was the right. thing about a color uh, uh, analyst on television is they're always talking about football so you break down things you know you got you got christmas here and then what you got is a you know the kids got to go to bed early and then when you go to bed early that's so santa claus could you, you know can get there and then when you wake up boom i mean i mean there's presents there everywhere and the cookies are half eaten and and, and, and you know you, you never you left a carrot for a reindeer and somehow the reindeer came in and took a bite out of it and then put the carrot back because you know how careful reindeer are with, with their eating habits yeah so that kind of stuff that you know that's why the sports a, a, a analysts are always so easy to do those bits with because you just take them and talk about everyday stuff. Yeah. Right. Take, take them out of the broadcast booth and put them in your living room. Yep. Then explain, explain, uh, minutia, just, you know, do every everyday stuff. Is there something you're working on in terms of a facial expression or a voice characterization that you're nearly there on, but is still a little elusive? Well, Biden is still Biden. The voice work in progress. Biden is tough because he's got such a nasal sound and he's so much older. So you add Mm -hmm. those two things make it a little difficult Um, because if you do this, come on, man, that's easier to you know. You can do that, but you have to actually close off those nasal passages um, to make the sound and the older uh, sound of it. So I go more with the material on that one. Um, and what are the jokes um, that go with it? Um, and it, most of it, it, it's halfway between George W. Bush and generic old guy in terms of the jokes you could do with them. I mean, it's just right. getting lost with what you're talking <laughs> about. Um, so, you know, it's that that kind of stuff. Uh, but that that's one, because my, my facial expression with, with, um, with Joe Biden, see, I, I had a Biden moment there with my Joe Biden <laughs> impression. That's how far I get into this stuff. My man, you know the deal. Um, I don't have to tell. That's one of my favorite things. I don't have to tell you. No, tell me. You're the president. But tell no, me. No. You're the president. We'd like to know, um, please. But it's my my. What I say about um, Joe Biden is that he's the only guy I've ever seen listen with his eyes. Because you guys will ask him a question, he'll be like, he'll lean in and he'll try to listen harder with his pupils. And he's like, right. you know, come on. Um, so that's the look. And then if you bring it down, it becomes George W. Bush should bring it back. It's Donald Trump. So. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the one the eyes usually get the big laugh and the, the, the voice gets an okay laugh cause it's not great. But then the jokes that I do about it, um, are, are what really works. Excellent. When we come back for segment four and our Christmas with Caliendo edition of the takeout from the major Garrett dining room, downtown Washington, DC, we're going to go through the Pantheon. That's a big word of Frank Caliendo presidential bits. I'm major Garrett. Stay tuned for the takeout segment four in just a second. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move 
or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. It's Christmas with Caliendo here at The Takeout. Merry Christmas to everyone. I know some of you are hearing us on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the weekend. Hope you're having a great weekend, staying safe, and uh, dodging the uh, COVID stuff. Um, Frank, um, start us, if you would, in sequential order with your presidential bit. So go back to the one you are you started with, and then work us to the to to present day. I guess. So I don't know if that I don't know if that's H.W. Reagan Carter. I don't know if it goes back I that think, far. I think if it, it starts just goes back to Bill Clinton. I think that's okay. There you go. I think that's where we're at. <laughs> I think they're doing a great job. Actually, I think that's that's probably where that started. But it actually it actually may have started. It actually may have started with George W. Bush. I think this is actually where I, I really attained uh, you know attainification attainification, if you will, in, in terms of uh, st- stand up. And then I worked back to Clinton to have more uh, material, and then. Uh, you know, uh, then we came next to uh, uh, Barack Obama. Uh, let me be clear. Uh, that is uh, what uh, this is all about. We are uh, just uh, transitioning uh, uh, from uh, one voice uh, to another. And uh, I do recall a an issue with you, Major Garrett. There was a, and then uh, as we move on, <laughs> yeah, I bet you almost crapped your pants that day. That day that day. <laughs> and then uh, we work our way. Yes, I, I, I remember an involuntary trip to your woodshed, Mr. President. Uh, yes. yes, and let me be clear, you never got out of it. <laughs> and then, quite frankly, we transitioned to probably the greatest leader, not just in this universe, but in every universe. I'm like all three Spider-Mans showing up. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> After the spoiler, quite frankly. <laughs> and listen, if you haven't seen it yet, it's your problem. It's your problem. It's, were you? Were it's you all, oh, wait, wait I, I, it's I, only I, been I, out for a weekend. People have a lot to do. But they should get things done. The movie industry is being saved right now. Quite not unlike I saved the country. <laughs> like they and am, the world. I am yeah. and the world. The world. The world. Not just this world. Every every different world. And I am. Tom Allen Spider-Man. Did did you do Trump before he was president? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did a sketch with him years okay. ago. I did a sketch with him 20 years ago in uh, Trump Tower in New York City. And I was doing jokes there with him. You know, I decided to run for president. Now I decided to not run for president. Now I decided to not not run for president. Now I decided to not 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 run for president. I'm not even sure how many nights are here. But quite frankly, they're keeping my shoes tight. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done that for a long time. Uh, that's the funny thing to me. Like, so many people do a Trump impression. I'm like, yeah, but I've been doing that for 20 years. And when somebody goes, oh, that's pretty right. good. I'm like, yeah, 20 years I've been doing it. You've been working on it. Yes. Yeah. It's been workshopped for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Biden, of course, which is still a work in progress. Yeah. But I think you're pretty yeah. nearly there. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing with the guy? With the thing? I don't have to tell you. Who's your man? How's your man back in? What? Where's your, where your young man back in Scranton, Pennsylvania? <laughs> Everything goes back to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Everything. And he, everything. And numbers, it is. And his numbers. Where's your big young man mm-hmm. back in Scranton, Pennsylvania? 30. Four. 500 years ago. 500 years ago? It's the fall of the Roman Empire. Come on. I don't have to tell you. So I think I know the answer to this, but um, if you are asked to do something what are you most frequently asked to do is it morgan uh well morgan freeman is one that is up there i guess but uh, i don't know if it's a sports person it's always different it's where people know me from you know so much sports stuff so i would say madness still there as much as i try to avoid it madness still there um for a while it was john gruden now he's had his issues um so yes. I've, t- I've taken that off the you know, people want me to read. Yeah, people want me to read the John Gruden emails um, and stuff like. It's like, uh, listen, guys, you, you're looking for clicks. I'm looking to maintain my career. Um, and yeah. I knew the team and know and know people on the team and stuff like that. And that's you know the owner. You've met the owner. Yeah, it's all kinds of weird stuff. So to me, it's a personal thing. It's almost the same as like with my kids, where I'm like, ah, you know, I could right. and I could make a lot of. I could even make some headlines. And some of them would be good, uh, some of them would be bad, and it's no, I don't care. It's just not. Worth and it. note to self: the emails aren't funny. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing is to to me, that's not what I do. I celebrate people. Like I said earlier, uh, I even if I don't like something about somebody, I find the things that I do like about them and go, oh, that's what you do. That's pretty cool that you do that. This is a situation where a, a person I know um, had some bit some issues, and. Uh, I don't find the over, you know, the, the underlying issues funny. And I think that there's people that uh, it's, it's just not worth it. It's just, I mean. So we've had this conversation before, Frank, and I know some of the audience may be hearing it a second time, but our audience is expanding by leaps and bounds every week. So I want to have it again. Uh, those of us of a certain age, me, remember impressionists, uh, impersonators of the 70s. Rich Little was the chief among them. He was the best known. And that was, if I've heard you correctly talk about Simply a voice. What you try to do is more the person, the facial expression, the the totality of the, pres- the, yeah, of the think, person I that you Rich are. I think Rich Little did that some, but it was more direct. I try to cartoon them up a little bit. That's the thing mm-hmm. that makes it, that you, it gets you more mileage. And it makes it sillier as opposed to, then you don't have to do harsh jokes or set up punchline jokes. You know, Rich Little, if you think about him, it wasn't referential jokes. It was more like, here's a joke. That it was very vaudevillian and person telling. Yes. But that was the time, right? Um, Dana Carvey became the type of person who's super cartoony with things. And that's one of my major influences. I've talked to Dana about it, but he turns them into complete cartoons. Daryl Hammond, on the other hand, a very direct, um, you know, trying to almost do the person exactly. Um, but he was doing Saturday Night Live. So it was a lot of timely stuff that you could do there. So I try to be in between. That's where I am is that in between cartoon and right on the money. 
we got about a minute to go. I want to just ask you real quick for the audience's benefit. How long do you work on something before you think it's road worthy or live performance worthy? Oh, uh, you know, well, I'll do stuff like this with podcasts and um, radio. That's where I can workshop stuff because people can bail you out. And you just talk about right. you talk about working on things and people are interested in that, the behind the scenes and the workshopping and stuff. Uh, sometimes I find pe- that people think that's more interesting than the bit itself. Um, but you have to be in that mm-hmm. mood to 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 want to see that. So, um, yeah, I, it, it, to me, I, there are all types of versions. You, if you do the cartoony version, you don't have to have it great. You just have to have the jokes and the references there. And that's that's right. that's also partially laziness. So I uh, I go for that. What, one reason I ask is Chris Rock once said that before he did an HBO special, he would work on that material in clubs for the better part of a year before he thought it was ready. Yeah, and but and Chris Rock is a guy who can who can turn stuff into great material in three days too. I mean, he yeah. so he's just dumping a lot of stuff he didn't like. Other comics will watch and go, "Oh, my, this is incredible." Same thing with like Dave Chappelle. You can watch Dave Chappelle just go up and talk. Like it's unbelievable. He turns things into you know, the stories and stuff like that. So it's like uh, you watch people and you go, uh, Jim Gaffigan's another one. You're like, oh my, how much can you write? It's unbelievable. When you have that point of view and that style, all of a sudden it's like, oh, now it's easy for you. I don't want to make it sound like it's not an effort because it is, but they found a way to create and they create in that uh, vein and keep it going. It's, you know, for me, people know for the impressions, they're like they want new impressions all the time. I'm like, well, that's that takes years to make something that decent. So that's why I started talking about my family, you know, a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. This has been Christmas with Caliendo. For our radio audience, we need to say farewell. For those on CBSN, Paramount Plus podcast, stay tuned for the takeout outtake especial. Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas. We'll see you next week. CBS News. This is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome to your Takeout Outtake Especial Christmas with Caliendo Edition. Who is Caliendo? Oh, come on. You know it's Frank Caliendo. Friend of the show, friend of mine, uh, massively important, a successful <laughs> comedian, writer, producer, podcaster, and a bunch of other stuff, right, Frank? There's just really nothing you don't do. I'm a dancer like Belushi. Okay. <laughs> I'm a dancer. Um, <laughs> Are you optimistic about 2022 for yourself and uh, the country? I mean, you have to. I think you have to be because if you're not, uh, that's. I think that's where we all you just get paralyzed. Yeah, and that's why I don't. I don't want to be that. Um, I think too many people are. I, you know, again, I'm like everybody else. I don't know what to to believe and what not to believe and what to know and what not to know. I, I never understand. The, you know, the Omicron thing that's going on right now, it's it's a frenzy. But at the same time, all, everything I hear on the back end of it is that um, this might in some ways be a good thing because it's getting closer to being like a cold and spreading so fast um, that it might get us to, I don't know if it's herd immunity or what, but then other people are like, we got to shut down the world. Like we I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't want to do something stupid uh, either way. I don't want to do something stupid on either side of it. So, but that ends up paralyzing you a little bit, like you said too. So I, I don't know. I just do my best to go out and uh, be courteous to other people. That's what I try to do. Right. I understand that other people may, you know, 
be a little more worried. Or so for our, our beloved audience, uh, you know that Frank has been on the show. He has answered the three threshold questions. If you don't know what his answers are, go back in the archives, find the Frank Caliendo show. So I want to truncate that a little bit. That's a fancy SAT word. Shorten it. What is your favorite or one of your favorite holiday movies, Frank Caliendo? Oh, uh, favorite. I mean, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Mary! Yeah. Jesus Puddles. Uh, that's a, that's a great elf is probably way up there now. I just, with my, especially with my daughter, she loves that movie. Um, and she's really into Christmas, just like my wife. So I, I'm going to say elf. Yes. With two comic geniuses in that movie. Uh, two, who are the two? There's Will Ferrell. There's and Bob Newhart. Oh, Bob Newhart. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, brilliant stuff going on i just mean for, for 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 people who see elf they 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 think of will ferrell but they should also know that in his day bob newhart was a sensational stand-up comic yeah. he was hilarious yeah. and he had two really incredibly popular well-watched long-running tv shows when the reason i said that the, uh by the way newhart the second one was one of my favorite shows of all time with tom poston as the as george and right. stuff like that um peter scolari who just passed away was on that show too so um uh yeah, the uh, but because the reason I would question that was because Peter Dinklage is a genius in that um, yes. as a little person who's uh, comes in uh, to help with the book. Um, so and even James Caan's yes. really. I mean, yes. it's got such a yes. Uh, they are. Ad, ad I just I just have a soft spot in my heart for no. uh, Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart's so great. Wait. And the great thing about Bob Newhart is he would meander to get to a punchline. You know, he'd do yeah. that stutter to to and and uh, and, you know, and then throw it away. I mean, it's just really. Yeah. It's almost like my George W. Bush impression, but knowing the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, any closing thoughts for you got a New Year's show? Uh, I don't imagine you don't strike me as a resolutions type person, Frank Caliendo, are you? No, I, not really. I, I'm not a, I, uh, you know, I, you don't have the energy for no, it. No, really. I, you know, every, like every day, I think I've been trying to lose a little bit of weight again because of this COVID thing. I've lost a bunch of weight years ago and then. I'm not as big as I'm, I'm medium fatness, Frank, right now. So um, I don't want to get back to super chunky, Frank. Um, but every day, you know, I make a resolution, go on a diet. I, may, I, yeah, I eat uh, probably 1,200 calories, 1,100 calories until 7 o'clock at night. And then it's another 2,500. Uh, hey, this pizza slice looks good. And all of a sudden, yeah. I'm all the way through it. So um, Sounds like a ratio I know something about. Yeah. Frank Caliendo, it's been great to hang out with you for Christmas. Christmas with Caliendo. And folks, you don't know this is one of the behind-the-scenes moments of drama this entire taping. The earbuds lasted on their battery power to the very last fraction. Yeah. Frank, I don't want to lose you. No, literally. Thanks so much. We'll see you. See you later. Goodbye. It's a happy, uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody. See you, everyone. The Takeout is produced by Arden Fari, Jamie Benson, Sarah Cook, Ellie Watson, Zoe Poindexter, and Jake Rosen. CBSN production by Eric Susanen, Grace Seegers, and Daniel Peebles. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, go to takeoutpodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS Audio. If you like the takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. 
Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money, and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.